Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Crystal. And I'm Bethany. Um, can you guys believe that it is December? Like, okay. Um, we are super close to it being 2022. I felt so weird to write that in the notes. Ugh, you know how many times I'm going to write 21? I... I have to write dates like 8 million times a day. I'm going to screw up. I almost wrote 2020 down the other day. I was like, it's a, you're real far back. You're real far Get out. It together. There is so much that we have planned for the new year. Um, right now, we are thankful for the holidays and being together. We may have, may not have just talked about the fact that one day. Zach is going to get out of the military, and mm. we don't know what we're going to do, but we came up with the mutual decision that we are going to ignore it until yeah. we cannot ignore it anymore. I almost cried in the Sonic drive through line earlier because it's my favorite Sonic, and I don't want to leave it. So, so that's how my day is going. I mean, yeah, so we're just going to ignore it. We're queens of that. We're queens of procrastination <laughs> and pretending that nothing happens. Like, if they do leave, they're going to be like, hey, we're leaving. Exactly. And we're going to tell you that day. day. And I'm going to be like, okay. And then the next week's going to come around and be like, hey, so what are we doing about this podcast? <laughs> like, oh, how, how are we going to? We don't, we have no long-term plans worked out. So um, don't come for us. Anyway. Um, I know that the holidays can be tough for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people get really sad because they start thinking about loved ones. Yeah. I'm a weirdo. The loved ones make me not feel sad. It's the complete opposite because I loved my mom a lot. It makes and so me, it makes me think about her more. So I like that. All the good memories. Yeah, that's why I like it. Yeah. So I don't get sad. I get actually really excited because of my birthday is right after the holidays yeah. too. And me and my mom shared a birthday, so like I get, so I get crazy. really excited, and I know that it's actually kind of crazy, because, hold on, 50, 60, 70, so my mom would have been like 52, which okay. blows my mind, I had to think about it, because I'll be 30, and she was 22 when she had me, okay. I had to do the math, mental okay. math, mental math, um, so it's a big birthday for me kind of panicking but um we're not gonna talk about that again we're gonna um <laughs> delay gonna that we're gonna, gonna delay fine. that she's gonna get spoiled um i hope so my, <laughs> my husband has a plan and he oh. was um he kind of threw around the idea of having a harry potter themed birthday party oh, for my 30th let's do it. i think it'd yes. be fun he wanted to buy me a um ravenclaw robe like house robe to wear on and i told him i was like i hope you know i'd be like too embarrassed to wear that because anytime that i do something that's like super nerdy I kind of freak out because I don't want people to see me as super, super nerdy, and I don't know why. I'm opposite. I, I used to dress up for the premieres. The la- When I went to Fantastic Beasts, I took one of my wands. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's me. I See, I want to be that way, and, like, I can be that way in my house, but for some reason when I'm around too many people, I don't want to be. But I, I don't know. I think I'm that way because I spent so much. I freaking hated school. <laughs> school is dumb. I spend so much time getting bullied in school for being nerdy that I'm like, I'm a grown adult. My bills are paid. I'm going to wear my wand and my other stuff if I want to. Now, we have been watching Harry Potter on repeat for probably the last month. And what I mean by Mm -hmm. that is we watch every single 
movie and then we start over again and it's really funny because i started doing it and then now tyler and i were like like i would be working at my computer and i'd be watching a movie and then he'd be at his own computer watching another movie not together (laughs) we're just randomly watching movies and then and then this past late i guess two weeks i've been walking around the house and like pretending to be Voldemort and going just like <laughs> around the house, like when he doesn't know what's happening and he, he hates it. But I think it's funny. I cannot. <laughs> and so take I have Voldemort so I have my little like I don't have Voldemort's wand. We got when we were in London. I bought Luna Lovegoods. Literally right behind us, I have my jar. Mm-hmm. I have like six wands that mm-hmm. I collected. I knew they were there, but I never paid attention to them. I have Harry Potter's. I have Hermione's. I have um, Sirius Black. I can't Mm -hmm. remember all of them right now. Well, I did the whole, which one's going to call to me? And I just kind of like blanked my mind on them. I did the ones that you can get at Walmart, the mystery. Oh, those are cool. The mystery pack ones. I hadn't done those. So it's like, what am I going to get? I'll have to show you ours because when we went to... um, king's cross and they have like the mm-hmm. little store they have them all laid out with like it literally kind of looks like a wall like if you were in Ollivanders, and um you can just like they have like wands picked out and you can like touch them and i was like which one do i want and the first one i picked i was so happy because it was luna's and i was like oh my god it's meant to be yeah. like literally the one that called to me would be the ravenclaw like mm-hmm. duh and then tyler was like oh okay i'm gonna do the same thing and guess which one he picked he's a hufflepuff and so he picked cedric's and i was like oh my god it's meant to be. meant to be. It's so meant to be. So we got ours. So I've been walking around the house pretending to be Voldemort with <laughs> Luna's wand screaming <laughs> that I'm going to kill my husband, basically. <laughs> and he hates it. Oh um, but I think it's the funniest thing. And he joked that he's going to buy me a Voldemort costume that I can you put on. That's what you need to wear to your birthday party. That I can put on and then just, like, record myself popping around the corner screaming curses at him oh my god so um there you go i mean maybe maybe that's what'll happen for my 30th birthday um but anyway um hopefully this month of episodes kind of gives you a little bit of togetherness maybe you listen to our episodes with some hot chocolate curled up um on the chair um just curled up listening to us talk and pretend that we're there with you roasting your little toesies by the fire yes that that does sound very nice um we love when people tell us that our episodes feel inviting and kind of like takes away from the taboo-ness of the episodes and that they just feel like we're talking about a creepy subject together um so hopefully this sad depressing episode does the same thing Um, don't forget though that next sunday is our twitch stream at 8 p.m central um i will be talking a little bit more in depth about my little creepy um i guess you could call them true crime but our creepy tours that we went on me and my husband on our vacation um there was a bunch of creepy stories that we heard on our tours in Paris and London and just a bunch of other amazing stuff, but I wanted to tell you all about them because they were actually kind of creepy. Like, there was a lot of stuff I didn't know, and I was legitimately creeped out. Um, she takes me, like, <laughs> right after the tour, and she's like, I've got to talk about this. Like, this is so crazy. <laughs> um, on today's episode, though, um, it is creepy, a little on the unusual side of the spectrum, so... I also have not, 
I knew about this episode. I've watched a two-minute long TikTok video on it. I was about to say, yeah, she's the one that wrote this one down. Um, but I have no idea outside of the two-minute long TikTok video, and that was so long ago, I couldn't tell you what it was about. Okay. But I'm going to pass it over to Bethany. Here okay. you go, girlfriend. Okay, so I actually know a lot about this case, and I was actually really excited when I saw... Um, we were actually sitting down, what was it, last week? Mm, yeah. We were sitting down last week recording an episode. We kind of got, lately we've gotten a little behind. We were ahead. We were really proud of yeah. ourselves. And then the holidays hit, and we're like, oh, my God, we got to sit down. And I, we, I was like, well, I need some. I was like, I don't even know what my episode is. What am I talking about? So, like, we were sitting down with our little handy-dandy um, notebook, but it's 2021, so it's an iPad. Um <laughs> And we have this little Google Doc we have created that we kind of both just, like, when we think of a, an episode or, like, Crystal saw a TikTok or I see TikTok, normally we send them to each other. We'll jot it down. We're like, hey, when later on we have time, we're going to talk about this. And she doesn't know this, but today's topic is the very first podcast I ever listened to. Really? Yes. Yes. I was really... Sh- I, that's why I googled. I was like, "Is there another like Greyhound incident that happened, or is it this podcast?" That I'm trying to about? think about the first podcast. The first true crime podcast I ever listened to was Serial. I think that's the my one. second. Is that that's the is that the one where the they he, she the was trying she was trying to get him good, off. Yeah, that was the first I still one. I think he's innocent. Yeah, that the was way. the first one I'd ever listened to. That's the second one I listened to. This was the first. And it was really wild. And that's why I was like, is she talking about, like, the one I know? Or is there, like, another? I was like, that'd be wild if two different yeah. Greyhound things have happened. The same one? The same one. But, yeah. I was doing a lot of driving at the time um, when we moved back to the States. Um, we moved back from Guam. Um, if you don't know where that is, Google it. I have to <laughs> when I moved there. And we moved from Guam um, to the States to New Mexico. Blah. Um, and I had always listened to audiobooks. I know Crystal likes listening to audiobooks now while she's working. Um, but I kept seeing people talk about true crime podcasts. And audiobooks were, they really weren't doing it for me anymore. I was kind of getting sleepy, if we're mm-hmm. being honest. Just, like, listening to, like, monotone mon- voices. Yeah, they really need to get different people to do the, the reading for the audiobooks. And sometimes the tone is so monotone, I'm like nodding off um but i mostly drove at night at the time you guys probably think i'm crazy but my kids were really little at the time oh god alex was probably three at the time and joe's a newborn oh my babies my little buddies there's alex is about to be seven and joe just turned four so this is a good bit ago so like four years ago and I did it at night. It just made sense to drive, you know, during their sleep schedule. If mm-hmm. they're asleep, I didn't have to worry about anything. So mm-hmm. I could be doing, like, 90 if I wanted to. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> um, but it was me, the boys, and our two dogs. You hear one of them right now. She drives me heckin' crazy. She's a grumpy old lady. But it, I literally look like the Beverly Hillbillies going down the interstate because if I went home, I went for a little bit because at the time, Zach was deployed and then he did a lot of training, and then he worked a lot of hours, so he just wasn't home, and he was like, I don't want you and the boys to, like, be home by yourself, like, go home, visit family, so we would drive home a good bit to stay and visit family, and I found this podcast, um, because 
I had just got an iPhone. Y'all don't come for me. <laughs> I had always had Samsung. We had always had Samsung, and then Zach got us iPhones when we came back to the States. And now y'all have, like, all Apple products. We have all. It's wild, y'all. Like, we were so young living in a tropical island, and they don't have much out there. And then we came back to the States, and we're like, oh, my God. We're Technology. Brand new. Yeah, we're so rich. No. No. But, like, it felt like it. And I didn't know that, like, on iPhones it has, like, the... The, like podcast, podcast app function, yeah, and the books app. That's how I started. I got the book app and got audiobooks, and then I saw it had a podcast. One. You, yeah, game changer, game over. And I saw the first one. I guess my phone was listening to me and knew I was a weirdo. Mm-hmm. So like on the suggestion thing it was like all true crime, all murder. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is, this thing knows me. But the first podcast that popped up on the page was called "The Minds of Madness." Have you ever heard of it? I've never heard of it. You have to look them up. It's a, it's a man. Are they still going on now? Yes. Oh wow. I went and I still listen to them, and then I went and like had to scroll forever to see how far <laughs> this was down. I feel like I've been like an A one since day one for this podcast. But I clicked on the first episode, um, and I just was wanting something to play so i didn't fall asleep like i was still a young mom back then i still feel young at 27 you are a mom some people yeah like 20. i mean you literally only been alive for 27 years yeah 27 is a new 20 if, if you live for 60 you've literally only lived a third of your life i still feel young but there's some kiddos out there like oh my god she's the she was keeper. she was born in the early 90s oh my god 94 she's so out anyways i was like i'm so dang tired y'all i got all these hours to drive it was like 17 hours 17 hours from new mexico to florida yes oh dear lord and like my stopping point was tyler texas which is so funny because tyler (laughs) that's funny you actually (laughs) did you know that it's actually in smith county what yes i died the first time i realized that Yes, Tyler, Texas, and Smith County. That was always, they have this, I'm shouting them out, they'll never hear this, because we're, <laughs> like, not famous, but the best Western, like, right off the interstate, it's so freaking nice. Really? And they always treated me so nice, like, the person would always, like, come out and help me with my bags, and oh. they, they allowed dogs and stuff, and, like, it was just very inviting, and I felt safe, because, like, my family always would freak out, I've always been, like, anxious, but I'm, like, always, like, I'm a woman. I can do, do it stuff. myself. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't need Zach. Like, I really do. Dave, <laughs> I need <laughs> you. But, like... I, you put up the front well. They never wanted... Like, they didn't want me to drive, especially my granny. I love her so much. I miss her so much. Like, God rest her soul. She would call me every hour. Like, are you okay? I just want to check in. But, like, they were always afraid for me. And I was like, I'm fine. Like, how many times have I done this trip? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, 17 hours. So, like, I'm really thankful for Minds of Madness because, like, I listened to every episode they had during my first drive from New Mexico to Florida. It was so freaking long. And I'm really glad I did that stop. Mm-hmm. Ugh, but they didn't have that many episodes. But the first one that I landed on was titled Tim McLean. And I was like, what is this about? I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is how it kind of started and it was really cool to go back and see where their podcast is now. They have almost 200 episodes now. Oh wow. It's going really, really good. His voice, you've got to check him out. His what voice. What was it Minds of Madness. Minds of Madness. He has this deep, like captivating storytelling voice. Really good. It's not monotone. It's 
slightly creepy. Like, he kind of mm-hmm. sounds a little creepy. Okay. Nothing to him, but very much like a true crime podcast voice should be. Um, but some from the title, and me kind of hinting around at it today, we were just discussing the Greyhound bus murder. There's actually a few different um, names for this. I'm going to say another one later. You could also know it as the Canadian Cannibal. Oh. It just sounds really... <laughs> Right up Crystal's alley. Um, yeah, I was going to get another cannibal uh, this soon. How lucky are we? How Did we just, we? like, find, like, this little sweet spot of talking yeah, about cannibalism? Because it seems like we do that a lot. I guess. And that is, y'all, still to this day, that is one of our most downloaded episodes. And that makes me want to gag thinking about <sighs> it every time. And you guys are a bunch of weirdos, and I love y'all. <laughs> but... Tim McLean was born October 3rd, 1985, so just a little bit older than me and Crystal, not too much. He's about five years older than, or almost ten years older than me. Yeah. Um, but he grew up in Eli, Manitoba, um, which if you've never Googled this place, you really should. Um, I feel like Google puts out a little shade. (laughs) why because like there's bare minimum for it and it's like the smallest town and it was like basically google's basically saying nothing's there like don't come here like (laughs) it's not worth your time i don't know but today it only has about 650 people oh my god a lot it's basically a small village in canada and if you don't know a lot about canada they don't really like say like cities and towns it's like villages and parishes kind of like here oh hi okay okay. i mean it's french you know yeah french canadian um but yeah roughly 30 miles from winnipeg hey i know that one yes i knew i did i knew manitoba but that is because um my father-in-law is from canada so i kind of know he's from um new brunswick which is outside of quebec so that's the only reason i knew these and how to pronounce them, or you'd be here in the typical Bethany. But Tim was <laughs> Tim was actually a really normal person um, until he killed people. No, oh, he's the victim. Oh. We'll get there. Though. I'm sorry, Tim. We'll get there. <laughs> he was kind of a social butterfly. He could start up a conversation with just about anyone. I know that's my husband. That's probably why Crystal was thinking he's the vi- is the killer because I kind of did this backwards, but it'll make sense in the end. Okay. But, yeah. I'm excited. He was a very social person. Like, he was very popular, had tons of friends growing up. He was kind of a jokester. He could start up a conversation with literally anyone, which does sound like our husband. Mm -hmm. Safe to say he lived an average life and had a good bit of friends. Uh, But let's fast forward a little bit to 2008. Um, At this time, Tim was... 22 and he was traveling around with the circus the circus um in the research for this um some people kind of showed their true colors like they just like kept calling him a carny which i don't know i don't like that word i don't know why i don't like that word isn't it like everyone's childhood dream though to to travel around with the circus circus. like he literally he did the like technical work like he helped run the rides and make sure the rides were like kept up to date and were working well and stuff like that i wouldn't want to go around with the circus Um, or the fair i'm just it actually just started out as a temp job because one of his childhood friends she kind of like 
ran it a little bit like she did the logistics like mm -hmm. kept it going planned out where they were going next and she was like i kind of need some workers for the summer this was during the summer mm -hmm. would you like to come you know work a few months i'll like pay for your way here and your way back and he's like sure so he started working with the um circus and they kind of traveled uh all around you know canada and however during the summer, you know, he kind of, he actually decided that he wanted to keep doing this. Like, mm -hmm. he was really good at it. He liked it. He liked socializing with people. I'm going to keep doing it. Like the traveling. Yeah, he liked the traveling. He was one of those people who's kind of a free spirit. Mm -hmm. Like, he liked living in Manitoba, but, like, why not branch out? But, however, during the summer, he had kind of rekindled uh, with an old flame, and she's really controversial. We'll talk about that at the end. He had known since elementary school. She actually was married and had two kids. Okay. But this is kind of controversial, like, whether she was divorced yet or not when her and Tim started rekindling. But they did eventually get divorced. And later that summer, like, closer to... This was, like like end of april beginning of may in the end, beginning of july she let tim know that she was pregnant and it was his child okay that was really fast yeah that was kind of just like jumped right into it um but tim had basically it, it kind of feels like our last episode but completely different in a way but same vibe but tim had basically decided okay i've got a child on the way mm -hmm. You know, I'm either going to be a dad or not going to be a dad. And he kind of, like, he also called his mom. Mm -hmm. Apparently, that's the thing we do. We have to, like, reassure mom, hey, should I do this? Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, I, I want to be a dad. So he's like, I'm going to head back to, you know, Winnipeg and maybe make my way back to Manitoba. And I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to be a father. And the friends he had been working with, the friend that called him mm -hmm. to come work with her, actually offered to purchase him a plane ticket okay because it was going to be a 24-hour bus ride oh god i when forgot I how big canada is yeah when i did this research i was like 24 but i guess you have to think about like hours? every time that they would stop to oh there's pick a up lot of people. stops they take a lot of stuff. breaks like it was that wasn't all like driving that yeah. was like rest stops and then stopping and waiting for people to get on and changing buses bus drivers like the bus yeah. driver can't drive 24 hours straight um for some odd reason like i could not find any reason and they still to this day think it's really weird he refused maybe he was just afraid to fly i don't that's maybe why, but instead he ended up purchasing a Greyhound ticket. I I know Crystal doesn't mind it. I personally hate flying. It is one of my biggest fears, even though I have done a butt ton of flying. I hate it. and I, I hate it for a different reason than you hate it. I hate it because it makes me sick. Like, I get Ugh. motion sickness. It makes me sick, too. And, like, my head hurts, and I get really bad headaches when I do it. Sick thing about I, death. <laughs> but I like it because I like the idea of flying and being up in the air, and I like... It is peaceful. Like, that it's just kind of cool. Like, while... I think it's the taking off and the landing. Like while, Oh, I hate landing. While I'm in the air, I'm like, okay, we're up here. It's going okay. The clouds are really pretty. It's always turbulent. landing for me. I, for some reason, every flight I've been on has had really bad turbulence. And I feel like I've almost broken, like, the arm <laughs> rest. But, yeah, I would have taken that. 
I would personally take the plane ticket, though. I, heck It's no. just so much faster. It's something like, no. like, we're supposed to go see Tyler's family in May, and we're going to have to drive up there because we really want the boys to go with us, and Cannon refuses to fly. Plus, Same, t- plus Tyler has a lot of stuff that he needs to bring down, yeah. so we're taking the car, and I am not looking forward to it. That I hate being true. in the car. If you want to, like, bring anything with you. It's going to be, like, yeah. a 24-hour drive Oof. versus a five-hour plane ride. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Been there, done that. No, thank you. Um, but, yeah, he he decides, all right, I'm just going to take the, uh, the, Greyhound. the Greyhound. And... Sadly, he got on and he boarded bus 1170 to Winnipeg. And during the bus ride, Tim had been sitting in the very back of the bus. He had kind of been quiet. Other passengers said he was perfectly fine. He had mainly been listening to music on his iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, and during one of the stops, because like we were talking about, it's not just like a 24 hours straight through. They made a lot of stops. New passengers kind of loaded onto the bus, some got off, and one of them being one of the new passengers was Vince Lee. This is the bad guy. Mm, Okay, the bad guy. Um, I'm not going to give too much back info about Vince. I didn't give too much about Tim, but there honestly wasn't a whole lot because of controversial stuff that happens at the end that's literally what okay okay. that's what media kind of wants to report and like that's what his mom is face focusing on Mm -hmm. so like she basically gave a little insight to his childhood she just said that he was always a happy child he always was very social he was always very outgoing she really thought he would like go far in life so I think she was just sad about that, and then she also has like a lot of stuff she's dealing with still present in 2021. Mm-hmm. So we're just gonna jump right into it. But everyone knows how we like to do things here on the podcast. This case is a little bit different, like I was just talking about. But with respect to the family of Tim, I'm gonna keep it short on both parts. Told you a little bit about Tim. I'm going to give you a little bit about Vince. And then we're just going to jump right into the bad part. Really bad stuff that I hate talking about. But here we are. Vince Lee was born in China in 1968. So a little bit older than Tim. He actually was really intelligent. He was super smart. And made a name for himself in China. Okay. And he put himself through college, graduated, got a bachelor's, master's, really smart. He eventually immigrated to Canada in 2001. So about seven years prior to him getting Mm -hmm. on the Greyhound bus with him. The language barrier, however, really made it difficult for him to find work. You know, the whole interviewing process and Mm -hmm. English was very bad for him and keeping the job. Because even if he could get the job, like he couldn't communicate with his coworkers, couldn't communicate with his boss. He could somewhat do the work, but all of it was in English or French Mm -hmm. because we are in Canada. Um, So it just made it really, really hard for him to do anything and nothing just ever seemed to work out for him. I hate to be that person i really feel bad for him mm-hmm. in the beginning you're not gonna feel bad for him anyway. okay he had been suffering with a lot of mental health issues he was just really depressed here we have this 
people have in their mind that if you come to America, life is just going to be amazing and great. And sometimes it really is. But sometimes, well, this instance, it's not America, it's Canada. But North America. But North America. Or, like, Canada in general. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people want to immigrate to Canada. Mm-hmm. And they think it's just going to be, like, magical and everything's going to work out. But sometimes people are not inviting and don't want to change and they don't want to help you. And that's just like the God's honest truth. Oh, yeah. Um, because, yes, there's language barriers. But in some of the research I did, it also felt like his coworkers did not want to help him. It was kind of like, well, you don't speak English. It's not my fault. You should have learned English before you came here. Yeah. yeah no, that's not how everything but, is realistically. I don't know, a little compassion. And I couldn't help think that maybe if he got a little compassion... And also a little more help in the, like, medical field. Maybe this would have turned out differently. But here we are. But he was suffering from the depression. He also had an undiagnosed disorder, which I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Because it later does get diagnosed and he just goes off his meds. But later, like, closer to, like, 2004, 2005, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Okay. I don't know why... Not our listeners. I really hope not our listeners, but a lot of people. Why do y'all think that only these disorders happen to people in America? <laughs> I don't know. People in I China. Guess, I guess because people have this disconnect that they think we're all crazy here. No. <laughs> no, I think people disconnect what we see as like when we see a, something like that, like a mental health problem, mm-hmm. we see that centralized to ourselves because that's all we're surrounded by. And a lot of the things that we see come out of other countries are either negative because of, like, wars yeah, or violence. True. Or we see the good parts of it. Like, we see, oh, these people have really great health care. These people have really good music. Or these people have a really pretty scenery. We don't see the negative parts. And so we kind of just... We see the negative parts of our society, but the best parts of others, or the worst parts of others. I guess. But, I don't know. But poor, not poor, I'm going to take that out. Vince um, was suffering from schizophrenia. He was, at first, on medication for it. Um, But he just said he didn't feel like himself when he was on it. It made him feel all very groggy, tired. He could never do work. He could barely find work. And then when he could find work, his medication made him feel so off. So he just stopped taking it. Never do this. I cannot stress this enough. If you are on medication for a disorder. Please don't. Please don't. I don't. It really sucks. I'm so sorry for how it makes you feel. But what I'm about to talk about, this man... Mm -hmm was supposed to be on a heavy dose of medication and he just stopped taking it and you can do something as serious as killing someone or you can do something as i guess minor and just make someone else's life miserable like i was a lot of times you can hurt yourself yeah you can hurt yourself one random night he was just kind of over it he had just lost another job He was really feeling down and out. He left a note for his wife. He was married. um, Basically telling her that he was leaving. And at the bottom of it, he said that he wishes he could have made her happy. And he wishes that now that he's gone, she can be happy. Which I... That's kind of rough. That was devastating. That was really sad to to read. Um, But this is how he ended up on the same bus with Tim. He kind of just, like, wandered around... 
and a lot of the witnesses said that he had been sitting on the bench like outside of the Greyhound bus station like he didn't really know what bus he was going to get on and it was like he just randomly picked the one that Tim was on so it's like just all chance chance you know like dare I say fate like are we some of us just destined to be murdered does that so does that feel wrong to say I don't know no it doesn't anyways he actually sat down in the empty seat in the very back like I said Tim was sitting in the very last seat in the back of the bus and Vince sat in the seat like across the aisle okay the other side very back and up until this point um like I said Everything was completely normal, normal bus ride. The passengers that had been on with Tim said that he was very polite. Like I said, he was a social butterfly, but he seemed kind of tired. I mean, it's a 24-hour ordeal, and he had just been listening to mu- music, kind of relaxing. That was until a loud and terrifying blood-curdling scream And, like, in my research, there's the passengers today. Like, today. This happened in 2008. They said they still have nightmares hearing this. Oh, my gosh. Erupted throughout the bus. And at this point, it was 8.30 at night. So, the bus would be dark. Like, they would have, um... I don't know if anybody's... If you've never been on a bus, I have a few times. They, like, turn all the lights Mm -hmm. off. And, like, sometimes they have, like, the things in the back of seats where you can watch a movie or you bring your own stuff. The bus was completely dark, and everyone was kind of winding down, maybe deciding, okay, we're going to be on this bus all night. I'll get some sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the back of the bus, when they heard that scream, Vince had pulled out a knife, um, like a hunting knife, from from his backpack, and repeatedly began stabbing Tim. Um, So kind of like standing over his chair. Like Mm -hmm. he came from his side and was just stabbing Tim in the chest. And they said a few of them were like in the neck. Oh my God. Why? So, oh my God. It's, we're about to get wild here. Um, So Tim is fighting for his life. Like the passenger said like, like you got this man like attacking you. And they were, he, they said he was like trying to like push him off. But Mm -hmm. Vince was like so strong. He was just like kept, like it was a bad man. Just kept stabbing um and finally tim kind of like pushes around but vince ends up kind of bringing him to like the floor of the bus Mm -hmm. so like they're on top of each other so the back of the bus in the middle of the aisle at this point like um and if you want to, there's a YouTube video. I hope you know Bailey uh, Sarian. Mm-hmm. I don't watch her stuff, but I, know I who love she is. her. She has a video on this. So, like, after I did my research, I ju- you guys know I love YouTube. I went, I was like, well, did anybody make a YouTube video about this? I'm sure there is. If Crystal, you know, saw a TikTok, and um, she did, and um, she. I had already written this when I watched hers. She said the exact thing. And she's like, what does a bus driver do? And I was like, oh, my God. I was thinking the same. You have all your passengers screaming at you. And then you look in your rearview mirror and you just, like, see the this dude in the back stabbing another passenger. Like, I don't know. I don't mean to make it, like, that's me, like, nervous laughing. But holy moly. So... Here you are driving at night, and this crazy thing breaks out, and you've got to remember that you're kind of 
useless at this point there's not much you can do and first off he's like okay i have other passengers on this bus so he kind of pulls off to the side of the road and he can't really like fully like assist the situation so he's got to get everybody off and he goes back on he gets all the passengers off he goes back on and he goes to walk towards the back of the bus and Vince turns on him and goes to stab him. So he's like, oh, hell no. Yeah. And gets off the bus, you know, as you should. Yeah. I, I, I probably would have freaked out. Too. Yeah. But he freaks out and gets off the bus. Um, he feels threatened. He kind of, you know, he's like, I got to think about me and I got to think about the other passengers. Like, if he gets off, what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. And it does suck, consider the situation, because you do know there's a passenger on the back of the bus getting literally stabbed to death. But I don't blame him, because, I, hey, that's me. That could possibly get stabbed. That's him getting off and stabbing everybody out here or, like, running off. That was just a lot, and I was really glad she brought that up, because I was like, you guys are, like, confined to a bus. Mm -hmm. Um... And thankfully, you know, they pull off to the side of the road and everybody's out and there's traffic like driving down the road. It's 830, so not too late at night. There would still be some traffic and a truck driver actually pulls over. He pulls his semi over to the side of the road and gets off and offers to help the bus driver. Okay, because he, yeah. I mean. He just thinks that he's pulled over. It, at first, he thinks they're having like engine trouble uh -huh. or something and asked if he could help and then that's when they're like screaming and they're like he's on the bus he's on the bus it's hurting them so they're like kind of like trying to negotiate and stuff and at this point vince is now trying to escape he's trying to get out the front door and they're okay like the bus driver and then the truck driver are like holding the door and kind of barricading it and not letting him out i mean i wouldn't even absolutely <laughs> not yes so the bus driver and um they kind of just keep standing there and barricading it and they're like oh my god if this man gets off he could hurt us he mm -hmm. could run off and he's already hurt one person so basically they're trying to waste time that was their main goal was to waste time because when the bus driver first got the passengers off, one of the passengers called 911. Okay. So at that point, he knew someone was coming. I've just got to waste time until they get here. So pretty smart. Okay. So another bus, Greyhound bus, mm -hmm. comes by that was on the same route as theirs they had just taken a rest stop before and took a little bit longer so they pull over naturally hey what's going on do you need help because he knew he was supposed to be getting there the same time as that bus and he didn't want to mm -hmm. like leave them so that bus driver so now you've got three men you got the original bus driver the truck driver and then this other one and so the third greyhound bus driver is like okay y'all have tried let me go in and see if I can, like, negotiate. And at this point, Vince has gone to the back of the bus. He stopped trying to get out. So this bus driver walks onto the bus. This is really, Why would you walk on the bus I in the first know. place? I don't thinking this. If you get squeamish, I'm going to say this in another part. Just skip this. I'm going to give you a little courtesy moments. Okay. So the... The second bus driver. I know this is confusing. I didn't say their names because some of these people didn't want their names. Mm -hmm. Like, some of these people, like, changed their names after this. Oh, wow. Um, 
um, he goes and gets like halfway into the bus and he's trying to, to negotiate with Vince about, you know, let's just come out, let's put the knife down. He says that at this point, Vince is cutting Tim's head off. He's decapitating him. <laughs> Why? Like, what What does he get out of cutting his and head off? And the creepy part is as he's finishing, like he's about to finish, he pulls the head up and he looks back at the bus driver and he says, call the emergency. That's all he says, call the emergency. Well, yeah. Call the emergency, we need help. Like, as he's cutting... <laughs> So the bus driver, yeah. the bus driver is like hell no, <laughs> and he he's like I'm out, get me off this bus. So he goes back out, and all three of the men are just like barricading the door. Um, I'm sure some of the passengers were helping too, but this entire case does not seem real. I don't mean to say that and take anything away from Tim's family. This generally just does not seem real at all. Like when no, I first it sounds like it would be like a TV show episode. I know. Like, when I first listened to this podcast on Minds of Madness, I was like, what? Like, I was literally doing 90 down the interstate. I was like, this is this is Like, you're going to see a Greyhound bus on the side of the road any second. I was so scared. I was like, I am not pulling over. I'm so sorry if that's your family. I am just not. Um, but it feels like the plot to a horror movie. It, it feels like me and Crystal could be sitting down right now watching... But this actually happened in July of 2008. So Vince just kept walking up and down the aisle, kind of put on a show for everyone standing outside the bus. He was viciously mutilating Tim's body. He would pull out different organs. Like, at this point, he had completely cut Tim's chest open. His head was now gone. We know that. The bus driver had gone on and saw that he had decapitated his head. And he had now cut Tim's torso open and was just pulling different organs out. And he would, like, hold one up and, like, put it in his mouth and chew on it. What the heck? And, like, all the passengers said it felt very theatrical. Yeah. Passengers could hear him say, call for emergency. Call for it. He just kept saying that. Call for emergency. He would hold up Tim's decapitated head. And just walk around the bus, kind of like showing, showing it all. Yeah, like he would walk up and down, just like this, like it was a lantern almost, and I just kn- show it. it. <laughs> and it was like almost as if he was proud of what he had done. And at this point, SWAT teams and tons of people—I mean, they called everything in. They called They're everybody. Like, we've got a man on everybody short of the national guard. Yeah, like we've got to get him on, and. They gotta find some way safely because he's. It, this is a dangerous situation. He's confined to a bus mm-hmm. with a knife, with a body he's already cut up, and it's been two hours at this point. So it's ten thirty now at night, and the passengers are taken to the local police station to get their official reports. Mm-hmm. Um, the police didn't know the details. I mean, they just got this call and then they got there and they were like kind of trying to yeah keep him in, but also like get him out. Um, they weren't, I don't want to say this in a mean way, they weren't worried about getting to Tim at this point because... They knew he was dead. He's dead. Yeah. I don't mean to sound... Disrespectful. Disrespectful, no. but he's, he's decapitated dead. and organs out of his body. He's dead. He's dead. Um, so, they just, like, had arrived at the scene and saw all these people standing out, so they had to get statements. And actually, another controversial thing is 
people still to this day are very upset with Greyhound because they have done nothing for the passengers. The only thing they did was they took them to Walmart by the police station and bought them new clothes. Because their <laughs> clothes had blood on them. Like, some of the passengers that were, like, sitting by them, the blood had, like, flung everywhere. So, like, you can't give them, I don't know. For one, you would have given me my ticket back for my bus ride. Yeah, at the very but, least. Like, yeah, they took them down to the old Walmart and got them. I don't want, I want a lot more than just some new clothes Let's from Walmart. talk about it a little in a second, but... Vince decides, after all this, he's going to bust out the window of the back of the bus and make a run for it. Okay. No. Basically, the police just <laughs> taser him, like, immediately after he jumps out the window. They taser him and take him down. It, like, instantly. A little embarrassing, but that, that really just brings to light how out of his mind he really yeah. was. This man was not in his right mind. He thought he could just kill someone on a Greyhound bus and then escape out the back and get away safely mm-hmm. and, you know carry on with life but no not happening um thank goodness it didn't okay this next part i'm gonna give you guys another warning is really whoa so if you can't handle this like the last one i told you to skip skip ahead a couple minutes okay so finally the police can get on the bus they've got vents you know contained they've got him they're all good and they just want to kind of get to tim's body and up until this point, two hours later, nobody could get in the bus. Like, all the people mm-hmm. were trying to get on, and they just, like, quickly got off. They never fully went to the back. And his decapitated head was kind of laying towards the back of the bus, like how he had been walking back and forth. Mm-hmm. He kind of left it in the back. Um, but it didn't look like a head. Like, you okay. looked at it, and you knew it was, mm-hmm. obviously, from the shape. But it didn't look like somebody's head, somebody's face. Oh, God, okay. Yeah, that gives you a little perspective of how cut up it was. Because almost everything was cut off. His tongue, his ears, his nose. That's gross. His eyes were missing. Oh, God. Yes. I don't want to go out this way. So, yes. So they had to, like, search. And when they finally, like, search Vince's body, like, Naturally, they're not going to just, like, mm-hmm. book you. They're going to search you. They found the missing pieces oh, in oh, his pockets. Oh, that's nice. Yes. and it That's w- just lovely. He, I guess, was going to run away with them. <laughs> I don't know. It, it amazes me that at any moment, because of our mind, because schizophrenia is our mind, people. Yeah. It is a chemical imbalance in the brain, just like bipolar disorder, so many other disorders. It is not you. I don't want you to think like there's something personally wrong with you. It is your your mind. Your mind was wired incorrectly. It is chemically imbalanced. That, you know, we can just snap and do something like this to another human being. This is why it's, this is why in the beginning we were talking about take your meds. Um, I've seen a lot of people call Vince the Canadian cannibal. This okay. Is why I mentioned it. Um, because he did, in fact, eat some of the body parts. I don't know why. Oh, God, he still to so this gross. day does not know why. Um, but yeah, I feel absolutely terrible for Tim's family. And we're going to fast forward to March 9th, 2009, when Vince finally goes on trial for the murder of Tim McLean. Immediately, Vince pleads that he is clinically insane. I mean, yeah, that he remembers what happens and he was there, but he's not responsible. And that doesn't make much sense. 
Alright, this is probably the most controversial part of the case, like, in Vince's aspect, not Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince's main plea is that he heard the voice of God oh. whisper into his ear, like, when he sat across from Tim, to kill Tim, or God was going to kill him. So, okay. you better kill this man sitting next to That's you. That's rough. Or I'm going to kill you. That's See, rough. That's why he got up and attacked him. Now, if you know anything about this, like, schizophrenic community, um, they receive the whole religious backlash all the time for their disorders. There's actually somebody that I follow on TikTok. Um, He's a very big advocate for people with schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people genuinely believe that people suffering from schizophrenia are demon-possessed. That's crazy to me. Or, like, you're not, like, a child of God. Like, if you just come, if you just, you know, ask God to come into your life and baptize you, your disorder will be gone. No. (laughs) And they're not demon-possessed, okay? So, Vince saying this kind of plays into that. Mm -hmm. He's got schizophrenia. He heard the voice of God. Okay. I knew it all along. Like, all the Christian people were probably like, yes. We got him. Like Son of Sam saying yeah, yeah. the dog was yeah. the devil and told yeah, him to do same it. same thing, you know. Unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, so in the end, Vince was found guilty of second-degree murder. Here's the kicker, though. Because of his disorder and being off of his med, he was found not criminally responsible. So they acknowledge that he killed Tim and he that is in fact second degree murder. But because he has schizophrenia and he wasn't on his meds, they said that he was not physically responsible for killing him. Which I mean I can understand. I can understand but he himself took himself off his meds. I don't think that that would have held up in like a United States court. Absolutely not. Well they don't care about mental health here. So probably not. Anyways, our justice system is broken. Our medical system is even more broken. But not necessarily the medical system in this. This is more a justice system because you can diagnose somebody. You can give them meds. But you cannot go to their house every day and force that pill down their throat. And that's just like, that's the honest truth about it. That's really sad. I would really want to get help for myself, but I'm also not in those shoes, so I can't tell them how to live in life. But if he had been on his meds, this man would still be alive today, and he wouldn't have all this on him. Mm-hmm. Like, he now has to live for the rest of his life that he killed somebody. Yep. And, like, cut him up and ate him. Yep. So. He was ordered to spend a certain amount of time in a mental hospital. Um, here's even more of a kicker. He was discharged in February 2017 that wasn't long ago that was only four years ago um i feel like this is like the same situation as isei yes so both men yes that case he's a nasty old man that lives out free um vince is a slightly older man that is out there living free he changed his name legally it's like will baker now very much stupid i don't know um yeah, he's living and supposedly has, you know, come full circle in all this good stuff. But what about Tim's family? They certainly haven't come full what circle. What about Tim's family? What about the passengers? There was actually a few passengers that tried to file a lawsuit against Greyhound. 
as they should. I don't think anything came of it. Like, I would have to do more research into that. But a lot of them suffer from PTSD still to this day. Um, the truck driver that I said, the semi-driver that pulled over, he said it made him an alcoholic. I could he had imagine. never really been a drinker before, but he kind of used alcohol to kind of like... Get rid of those images, probably. Yeah, fill the void. It really messed him up because he was one of the ones that like stood at the door and watched. Mm-hmm. A couple of the passengers that were like sitting closer to them that like got the blood spewed on them that had to go to the good old Walmart mm-hmm. to get, you know, clothes. Um, she actually became a mom shortly after and it really affected her and she said that it like hindered her from being the mom she knew she could be which was that's really sad really depressing um so a lot of people were messed up from this um the child the baby he was going home mm-hmm. was a son ended up being a boy he was born a few months after um that happened in 2008 in july i think he was born in february mm-hmm. um his parents actually have custody now because the mom ended up some stuff happening. That's the controversial part. Like, they went mm-hmm. through this really long, strung-out custody battle because mm-hmm. the mom ended up not being that good of a person. Mm-hmm. And they now have custody of the son to this day. Um, and they are working on trying to get some kind of money from Greyhound. As they should. To kind of, like, help his child along his life. Because now he has neither parent in his life, which I is mean, really sad. I mean, I agree. This whole thing is sad. Like, either either way you look at it, either you look at the disorder side of it, or you look at the murder side of it, or you just look at, you know, the passengers, the bus driver, the truck driver, the police officers that had to work that day. Um, think of the person that had to clean the bus. Oh, God. So much. Um, still to this day, um, they could not find Tim's eyeballs or his heart. They are pretty sure that Vince ate them. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, this was a really interesting one. Um, I was happy to do it because this is the first podcast that I listened to. It kind of messed me up back then. kind of messed me up now doing, like, the research again so I could write everything down. But, yeah, that was wild. That is an insane. I did not know that much about it. Yes, it's like, there's more, like, I could talk about more, but we'd be here a while, and there's, like, so many different lawsuits that are still going on today. Mm-hmm. So much going on, and this was literally, like, a bubbly person that just was, like, getting on a Greyhound bus to, like, go see his pregnant girlfriend and have a baby, and was just, like, attacked. Like, he didn't think about it. He literally had no chance to, like, react, like. Men started stabbing him, and then, like, at that point, he was probably already, like, dying, and then, like, by then, you're gone. And then it takes two hours for people to get to your body. Which is really insane. I just feel bad still for these passengers who got nothing but clothes from Walmart and a bunch of PTSD. from Walmart. Think about that. Think about that. I hope they at least got the rest of their trip wherever they were going or their trip back home paid for. Think about that. Maybe some of them don't ever want to travel ever again. That's so sad. But that is all that I have for you guys on this episode. I don't want to make it too long. We 
are busy people. But thank you guys so much for listening. We cannot wait to give you another episode next week. Hopefully next week. Next week's podcast ne- is, is the Twitch stream. Twitch stream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is gonna so be it'll a, be uploaded. It'll be but a, little, a little more, like, uplifting. A little no, more. I'm going to tell it's you some really mind. depressing stories. Never I'm just mind. letting you know right now. I forgot it's Crystal, so it's probably going to be. It's going to be creepy. very depressing stories. I'm just forewarning you. But thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Hopefully you're drinking your hot cocoa like we said last episode and roasting your toesies by the fire. It's getting a little cold outside here in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.